the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Check out monorail.com, America's affordable investment app made for conservatives who want to keep their hard-earned money with companies that share their value. Download the Monorail app today. Join Monorail. Our troubles will be out of sight. Have yourself a merry Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. The last two weeks of each year are my favorite two weeks of the year. I hope you feel similarly. If not, I wonder, what are your two favorite weeks? (laughs) What else could there be if not the last two weeks? And it's hard to believe 2022 is coming to an end. The speed is breathtaking. And I welcome you to the show. I hope you had a good weekend. I was in Phoenix all weekend, and I want to salute Charlie Kirk, my friend and colleague. Charlie Kirk, the founder of Turning Point USA, had his America Fest, AmFest, and I was one of the speakers. I spoke each day culminating, I think he had about, I don't know, eight, ten thousand 10,000 people there, mostly students. It was an extraordinary convocation. Tucker Carlson spoke. I drove over uh, yesterday uh, with uh, a number of these terrific people. Uh, it, it was really quite something for these kids and for any of the adults who, who attended and I didn't speak about politics. I knew that so many would. Don, Don Jr. was there as well. And I knew so many people would. And I I was tempted to. But I, I decided to speak just on ideas for them to have a better life. And I might, in the course of this week, review the talk that I gave. You can see it. TPUSA has put it up. Uh, the all the speakers, so you you can see mine. I try to summarize in what twenty five minutes or twenty minutes. We were all allotted a very specific amount of time, and I know that they reacted positively to having something that was not specifically political, and they certainly need to hear the political. But there is more to life, and in fact, the non-political is the root of the political. I, I realized this when I was in graduate school, that people came to their positions overwhelmingly for psychological reasons, not because they had thought through all the alternatives. I'll give you one example. If you are raised by a helicopter parent, the odds, I, I've seen no quote-unquote study on this, 
my view of studies, has always been they either confirm what common sense suggests or they're wrong. So it doesn't matter to me that there are no quote-unquote studies. I don't even know if you can have one. But I am convinced that if you were raised by a helicopter parent or parents, you are much more likely to be left of center than right of center. And why? Ah, why? Because you think life should be should treat you well at all times. That you don't have to make heroic efforts on behalf of your own life. The helicopter parent is so damaging that uh, it's only rivaled by the hypochondriac parent whom we have seen in force the last two years. Yes, let's let's inoculate, let's vaccinate our five-year-old. Let's make sure the two-year-old wears a mask. The damage that these parents did is incalculable, in some cases indescribable. But the helicopter parent uh, has ruined uh, two generations now, at least, I don't know when it came in. might have come in already beginning with the World War II parents. I don't know. I know if if there's such a thing as a helicopter parent, how would I describe my parents? Uh, I would describe... (laughs) Tank. (laughs) If I had to give a mode of uh, a vehicle... (laughs) I would say they were more like tanks than helicopters. And I am the, I I am the better for it. It had some it had an emotional pain at times when I was very young, starting high school there was no no emotional pain. But it it did. I even said to the to the thousands I spoke to yesterday in Phoenix that my father telling me repeatedly that I was lazy had a, had a good impact on me, because I was. <laughs> it's as simple as that. And now that I look back at my life, I have been compensating or overcoming or working against my nature, which, as I told, I don't know, 7,000 students yesterday, that's the only way you'll have a good life. It's the only way you'll get anywhere in life is to overcome your nature. How many people tell their kids that? How many teachers tell their students that? How many clergy tell their flock that? When do you ever hear that? Your greatest battle is with your nature. That's the opposite of a helicopter parent. So, a thought on on that subject. I got to it because I said that people come to their positions for psychological reasons, not moral or rational reasons, but psychological reasons. Why do so many more women, according to the latest poll reported by USA Today, so it was not a conservative poll, women overwhelmingly do not believe in free speech. Men, men 
by large majority, not overwhelmingly, but by a large majority, do believe in free speech. It's a very interesting thing for me to observe the children of the left. Every leftist is a child. Not not every liberal, but every leftist. And uh, they, they go ballistic when I say anything about the disproportionate impact of women on our society. You, you can attack men all you like. You can lie about men, which the left does routinely. But you cannot say anything but praise to women. So what we have here is the women who have been weakened by feminism. Feminism has produced weak women for now three generations. Because you're a CEO does not make you strong. It just makes you a CEO. And they ha- and it has feminized men. Men who c- cannot stand up to women. Who, who are intimidated by women. Who join the sheep in attacking men and then think that they are heroic in defending women against uh, any criticism. Women are not criticizable for the left. No group except white, Christian, heterosexual males. No, no other. Uh, they're the only group that you can criticize, and you can criticize that group with all the lies that you wish. So, it's uh, an overview of our society. At the end of 2022, I'm Dennis Prager, 18 Prager 776. The Dennis Prager Show. Epic TV is a censorship free video platform with original news programs like Crossroads, The Larry Elder Show, Facts Matter, American Thought Leaders, and documentaries investigating critical issues that are not covered elsewhere. Why do we trust the Epic Times? They're unbiased. They report important news that other media ignore. They focus on clear, fact-based journalism without spin or hidden agendas. They're truthful. They report just the facts and trust their discerning viewers to arrive at your own conclusions. They're resilient despite the attacks from thugs burning their printing presses and assaulting their journalists. The Epic Times continues to dedicate itself to reporting the truth. If you're looking for an unbiased, truthful, and resilient news source, check them out today. We have a special offer for our viewers. Just sign up and start watching. No credit card required, no strings attached. If you decide to subscribe within 14 days, it's just $1 for two months. So watch Epic, E-P-O-C-H dot com slash Dennis. That's watch E-P-O-C-H dot com slash Dennis and subscribe. By the way, Christmas and Hanukkah, Happy Hanukkah. This is the first day of Hanukkah. Last night was the first night. Jewish days and holidays, therefore, begin at night. And you might wonder why. Why not at midnight? Begins at sunset. The day begins at sunset. So Jewish holidays begin the, on, on the evening which is confusing to people because if you say, what's the first day of Hanukkah? Is it yesterday or is it today? 
Sean, I know, uh, he, when the first thing he told me is he, he couldn't sleep last night. Which is the first day of Hanukkah, he said to me. Just not aware, which is understandable. And by the way, a light is lit for each day. You know that Hanukkah preserved monotheism? People think of it uh, as a lovely day, and it is, lovely eight days, is the celebrating the miracle of oil that was supposed to light the candelabra for one day and lasted for eight days. All of that is true about the origins of Hanukkah, but Hanukkah was the revolt against a, a, a Greek uh, ruler, Antiochus Epiphanes, Antiochus, God incarnate, if you will, to translate Epiphanes, and his war was against Judaism. He wanted to wipe it out. He didn't hate Jews. He hated Judaism. So if the if the Jews stopped practicing Judaism, he did not persecute him. But if the, if the Jews did anything, uh, if they kept the Sabbath, if they went to the temple, if they circumcised their eight eight day old boys, then they would uh, be often killed. And they revolted against this. The Jews revolted. And you have the preservation of monotheism. In some senses, one could argue Hanukkah is the most important holiday in, uh, in terms, Jewish holiday in terms of the world, because had the Jews lost and Judaism died, uh, well, who knows what there would have been. The pagans would have won. Monotheism, specifically ethical monotheism, is the essence of the Jewish faith, that there is a God who is good and demands that we be good and judges us by our behavior. That is, the, that is Judaism in a nutshell. Anyway, I would like to remind you that a truly... I'm hesitating because it's, you'll understand in a moment why I'm hesitating. I'm self-conscious about this, but I shouldn't be devoting my life to this for idealistic reasons. But if you give any one of the three or all three volumes of my Bible commentary thus far published, Deuteronomy just came out in October. It is a beautiful gift, partially because the book is so beautifully printed. It's a gorgeous hardcover book. And it has my life's work in it. You can get uh, an autograph copy through the Prager store. You can get it overnight from Amazon or wherever you order your books. By the way, for those of you who ordered an autographed copy from the Prager store, I take full responsibility for your not getting it immediately, as you should have. Uh, but I didn't realize how many I had to sign. I, I was... I was oblivious. I signed 2,000 over the course of the weekend. So you will be getting it before Christmas and during Hanukkah. But it is, it is a very beautiful gift, and it's good for yourself. We need an intellectual, rational, utterly life-absorbing introduction to religion, even if we're religious. If the religious Jew and religious Christian 
had effectively transmitted to their children what religion is about, what God is about, what the Bible is about. We would not have the crisis of so many young people who say that they are none, N-O-N-E, no religion. It is the result of a radically secular anti-religious society, and it is a result of parents and teachers not, not knowing how to make the case for the indispensability of God and the Bible in their lives. That's what I do, and I explain everything. I mean everything. I explain virtually every one of 240 laws in Deuteronomy. And by the way, Deuteronomy was the most quoted book by the founders of the United States, more than any secular book, more than any religious book. It was the book most cited by Jesus, except for Psalms. It's a very, very important book, even though the vast majority of Americans cannot spell Deuteronomy. Sean, spell Deuteronomy. Hello, Sean. Spell Deuteronomy. The... Wait, 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 you're cheating. The guy is cheating on a biblical book. I can't believe... Folks, if you would... Okay, he's up to T. Yeah, okay, fine. Yes, D-E-T-otomy. Okay. Very close. Not only no cigar. No cigars for a year. Oh, God, it's, it's funny. By the way, yeah, he, he, he uh, I'm, I'm, I'm fooling around with Sean, but I'm telling you, I would be shocked if 25% of the students at Harvard could spell Deuteronomy. I would be shocked if 50% of the students at Harvard knew what Deuteronomy was. But they certainly know preferred pronouns. And they know how to spell systemic racism. Oh, no, no two ways about that. And transphobia. Oh, my God, they could spell that backwards. It's a sick world in our universities. Sick. Proof coming up. So uh, it's a great, it's a great uh, gift. You could still get it in time. My rational Bible. MyPillow is excited to bring you their biggest bedding sale ever and just in time for Christmas. For a limited time, get the Giza Dream Bed Sheets for as low as $29.98, a set of pillowcases for only $9.98, and rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper for as low as $99.99. They also have blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles. They even have blankets for your pets. Get duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more, all with the biggest discounts of the year happening now. They're also extending their money-back guarantee for Christmas until March 1st, 2023, making them the perfect gifts for your friends, your family, and everyone you know. So go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code Prager, or call 800-761-6302. You'll get huge discounts on all MyPillow bedding products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $29.98, and get all your shopping done now while quantities last. Hi there, everybody. Dennis Prager with you. So Bruce Bialowski writes about it's 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 hard to believe. Actually, it is even for me, who knows how sick the left is. 
and I, I, it's true sick. I, if there, if the, if there's a better word, fine. Nihilistic is fine. So uh, he uh, he writes about the legislature of California. They and what uh, some of the bills they passed. One of these new laws caught my attention as being particularly odious. It could only be passed by a group of people completely devoid of any religion other than their god of climate change, previously known as global warming. Assembly Bill 351 was signed into law by Gavin Newsom. This equates human remains with coffee grinds and apple cores. Assemblywoman Christina Garcia authored this bill requiring the Cemetery and Funeral Bureau part of the Department of Consumer Affairs to regulate and license what is being called by the bucolic term natural organic reduction. Yes. N-O-R. Natural organic reduction. That's what is that's the new law in California. Humans will have the option of their remains becoming compost to be blended in with the garden mulch. Ms. Garcia wrote the bill because cremation creates massive amounts of carbon released into the air. She asserts 534 pounds per person. This amounts to 360 metric tons, in her opinion. Of course, no one asked how you got how you get 534 pounds of carbon when the average American weighs 178 pounds. But okay, we'll leave it at that. Ms. Garcia defended the bill by stating, with climate change and sea level rise as very real threats to our environment, this is an alternative method of final disposition that will not contribute emissions into our atmosphere. For each individual who chooses NOR, what, what is that? Natural organic reduction. Yeah, i got to remember that. Over conventional burial or cremation, the process saves the equivalent of one metric ton of carbon from entering the environment. Unquote. Wow. He says, notice how she is up the environmental benefit to a metric ton from 534 pounds. Don't think Miss Garcia, Ms. Garcia, dreamt this up on her own. This was first enacted in Washington State in 2019, with Colorado following in 2021. Oregon and Vermont have followed. All left-wing states, these are run almost exclusively by Democrats, who believe Armageddon is coming in 10 years, or is it 20 years, or is it the end of the century? The process involved is involved and is estimated to cost between $4,000 and $5,500. You can bet that anyone who does not have a family making choices for them and are left for the state to decide will now be disposed of in this manner. No more Potter's Field. It is compost for you. The International Cemetery Cremation and Funeral Association, known as the Happy Group, I wrote that in, that that was a joke, states that this on their website, quote, under these controlled conditions, the human body should pass through decomposition in about four to six weeks. 
the resulting, quote, soil, unquote, can be returned to the family or to a conservation entity. The resulting soil will be very nutrient-rich and make excellent fertilizer. Okay. There you go. So you could become compost. Why not? This is all the product of secularism. The whole nihilism of our time is the whole chaos, the moral confusion. Folks, if we're only physical beings, if we're not created in the image of God, then is there any argument against our becoming compost? None. Why are we different from fruit? The answer is we're not. The only difference between you and a pear is that you think you're important and pears don't. It doesn't show signs of stopping And I've brought along some corn for popping The lights are turned way down Hey everybody, Dennis Prager here. Wonderful to be with you. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. The two coincide this year because last night, today, first day of Hanukkah, next Sunday, it they just barely overlap. It is the most Judeo-Christian country ever created. That's why it's been. It was the. It was the greatest country ever created. Right now, it is not the greatest country ever created. I don't know what's better. But it, I, for the first time in my life, and I never imagined I would think this way. The rot is so deep that in every elite institution that I cannot speak of America the way I did, but I I fight for America the way I did. I continue to fight for it. Outside of my Bible commentary, my most important book is Think, is not Think, well, Think a Second Time. I hope they're all important, but I I wrote a book, Still the Best Hope, Why, Why American Values need to triumph and that's uh, I didn't say America needs to triumph I said American values need to triumph I was a good choice of subtitle on my part they are it is the greatest value system in God we trust liberty e pluribus unum that's the American trinity it's applicable to every country as I explain in my book it's called Still the best hope. It's the book that before my Bible commentary most influenced Julie Hartman to embrace conservative values. And now she's a a wunderkind. Literally, wunderkind. You should all watch, by the way, Dennis and Julie. It comes out every week. We now have over 40 I've never co-hosted anything in my life, and it it is so open about both our lives. And if your if your kids watched it too, because she's so young, she's twenty three. There's nothing like it. This is not to say there aren't great things out there, but there is nothing like Dennis and Julie. 
So check it out on YouTube to watch it or at uh, any place you listen to podcasts, including the Salem Podcast Network. Is that right, Sean? Salem Podcast Network? Yeah. San Francisco mayor warns crime-ridden city now faces a $728 million budget deficit over the next two years as remote work caused property taxes and public transit ridership to slump. Well, that's that's, uh, not to mention the amount of crime. The Daily Mail shows how crime has risen in this year compared to last year, but that's stupid. What you need to do is show how it has risen in every city in this year compared to pre-lockdown. What, what, was, the, what was the crime rate in 2019? That's, that would be the thing, not the 2021, because it was so much higher in 2021. People vote for the party that destroys their cities. It shows you what I began the show with, that politics comes from psychology. In most people's cases, not from rational inquiry into what is better. And the left is a follow-the-heart movement. Can't think of a stupider idea. There are many tied with it for stupid ideas, but I can't think of a stupider one than follow your heart. Maybe I should do a series of examples of of how leftism and Judeo-Christian values are opposites. Here's, here's where you might start. The heart is not trusted in the Bible. The heart is the source of, of commitment, of values for the left. Follow your heart is the opposite. In fact, as Deuteronomy notes, my latest, I think it's in Deuteronomy, my latest volume of my rational Bible, don't follow your heart or your eyes after which you prostitute yourselves. Nobody, Very few people translate it accurately because they find the Hebrew too offensive. You have no idea how even translations of the Bible have been intoxicated by liberalism and leftism. They don't like, for example, it says fear your mother and father. They translate it as revere your mother and father. Sorry, you may not like what it says, but it says that. Now, it shouldn't be fear your mother and father. They'll, they'll beat you to a pulp or you, you, you will be hurt by them uh, in some unjust way. But if you, if you don't have a healthy fear of parents... What happens? You run amok. Fear of parents is the reason that most people gave me when I asked them, why didn't you take drugs in high school? Because my mother would kill me. That's a healthy fear of a parent. I used to ask my dad, what is the biggest difference between America today? My father grew up as a, in the 20s and 30s. hundred years ago, when you think of it, it's amazing. Well, he was four a hundred years ago. He's not with us, of course, but he, he he was born in 1918, and he said the greatest difference, he would every year, every time I asked him, because I had him on for many years on his birthday, July, 
and I would uh, ask him, greatest difference, Dad, between America today and America when you grew up? And he always had the same answer. Parents fear their kids, but kids run the house. I began the show with the psychological foundations, the psychological roots, like helicopter parents of leftism. That is correct. We ought to talk about that. Were you raised by helicopter parents? What impact did that have on you? Are you a senior living off your retirement savings just to get by? Are high inflation and poorly performing markets depleting your retirement accounts? What if you didn't have to struggle to pay bills, mortgage, property taxes, and insurance ever again? Contact Andrew Del Rey and Todd Avakian at andrewandtodd.com. Get cash by tapping into the equity of your home tax-free and eliminate your monthly mortgage payment forever with a reverse mortgage. You maintain ownership of your home and pay the loan back when you don't live there anymore. You keep your retirement money working for you, get cash from the equity in your home, maintain ownership and the equity growth, and never pay another mortgage payment again. Go to andrewandtodd.com, fill out the short form online, and see if a reverse mortgage is the right solution for you. Call 888 or go online to andrewandtodd.com. That's andrewandtodd.com. The first Noel, the angel did say, was to certain poor shepherd in fields as they lay, in fields where they Hi, everybody, and welcome. Last two weeks of the year, I love, I really love. I'm in a different mood. Something really special. People people can relax. Or so I feel. And I love the Christmas spirit in the country. My religious observance is Hanukkah but my national observance is national holidays. And I join my nation in the spirit of this period of time. So I have a question for you, since I like to explore life as much as I like to talk about current events. Both are necessary. So... For many of you, it will be finally a Christmas together. For some, it will be a Hanukkah together. But for most, it will be a Christmas together with people that Christmas of 2020, Christmas of 2021, uh, you listened to the fools who govern public health, staggering fools. I... Uh, I disobeyed them from almost the beginning. I wrote in April 2020 that this was a dress rehearsal for a police state, and I was right. I was, unfortunately, I was 100% right. So I didn't miss any Hanukkah, and I I didn't miss any Shabbat. I think I missed two. 
By the third, I was back with my group of about 12 with whom I have Shabbat dinner every week. And it was uh, it was glorious. I had a, almost a normal life. I couldn't do what I couldn't do. I came into work. I didn't wear a mask. I lived life. I didn't live death. So now that you're having Christmas together, whether it's the first or second time after the origins of the lockdowns, what will it be like? First of all, I have a question. Is there anybody you will not be seeing, either they're not coming to you, you're not going to them, or the two of you are not going to a third party? Is there anybody you will not be seeing I'm not talking about who died, for political reasons. Is there anybody you will not be seeing because of political differences that came to the fore in the last two years, or three years, or maybe four even, going back into the Trump administration? one eight prager 776 I call my radio show my human laboratory. I get to explore the human condition because there are so many of you and I get such a a diversity of reactions, answers to my questions. So I am so curious. Is there anybody you won't be seeing who for most of you li- your life you did see for Christmas or if you will Hanukkah? That's my question. I do wonder. And how does that affect you? Is there a foreboding with the the, the coming holiday? Is there a foreboding? Oh my god. Oh, I'm going to see my brother-in-law who who thinks that uh, sex is non-binary, who has really bought the world-destroying theories of the left, the lies of the left. So what, what, what is your psychological state, your emotional state, <laughs> with regard to the, you, you guys getting together? The, this uh, fascinates me, and it's it's very important. One eight Prager seven seven six. I'm gonna let let go of some of those from last hour. So forgive me. What's gonna be in your home or the home that you visit? All right. Actually, I'm going to take this while people call in. Marsha in Santa Monica, California. Hello. Hi, Dennis. Hi. I, I'm calling to make a request that you continue and have at this season your hour on Santa Claus and that you talk to parents about the importance of having their kids believe in Santa Claus. Thank you for reminding me. I promise to do that. I do it. You're right. I've done it so, so often. And I should do it this year, and I will. 
Yeah, it's really something, isn't it? I'll bet most of the people opposed to Santa Claus in their home uh, all do believe that there are more than two genders. See? It's really fascinating. They're really uh, they're re- really adamant about not fooling their children with regard to Santa Claus, but fooling their children with regard to something slightly more substantive that sex is a purely subjective state and there is there are dozens of such states that's fine that's is isn't that interesting santa claus is forbidden but non-binary choices for whom you are boy or girl that's perfectly legit that's objectively true as i said For many times, the human being needs non-rational things in his or her life. Religion has provided a safe valve, a safe expression for the non-rational. Now, my own belief is that religion should be rational, but uh, that's beside the point. That's why I call my work the rational Bible. I use reason to come to God and the Bible. However, there is room for it. I, 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 have, I have non-provable religious beliefs. I don't know if I have any non-rational religious beliefs. I believe that Moses received the Ten Commandments from God. That's not provable, but it is, isn't non-rational. I don't know why I would make it non-rational. If everything that couldn't be proven were irrational, well, then, you know, what is, what is provable? It's a, very, it's a very tough question to answer outside of mathematical formulae or physics formulae or formulas, if you prefer. It's hard to say. So I am going to do that, yes. People who think that they're doing their children a service by denying them Santa Claus, people who have Christmas, talking specifically, obviously. Did you did you grow up to think, oh, your parents introduced Santa Claus into your life, or they didn't get rid of it, and that has harmed you as an adult? Periodically, I will get a call, you know, when I realized there was no Santa Claus, then I realized maybe the whole thing is fake. There's something wrong with you if you came to that conclusion. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with Santa. It's like saying, when I realized there was no tooth fairy, I knew dentistry was fake. Okay, let's see what you have to say. So I'm not going to do Santa Claus. Uh, let me uh, let me tell you guys back there. Uh, no, no, this, I'm going to. So I'm going to uh, ask uh, Sid in Fort Worth to call me uh, the day I, I cover that. So I'm going to open up that line, and and we're going to take your calls. What is it going to be like? And who's missing? I don't mean from death, but from political difference. 
Are you worried even about what Christmas dinner will be like? Or Hanukkah get-together? I'm Dennis Prager. We continue. This is the nicest of the Hanukkah songs. There's not a big trove, I must say, but it is beauty. Added to, uh, there, there's nothing quite like what America produced for Christmas songs. It's been uh, been unique, I think. All right, everybody, one eight Prager 776 Who's going to be missing from your Christmas dinner because of politics and related aspects? Bruce, Las Vegas, hello. Hello, Dennis. Hi. Nice to talk to you again. The last time we spoke was 22 years ago. And it was in the Flax store in Westwood. Oh, so it's not online. We actually met in person. Yes, it was. And I'd like to tell your audience, you were there to meditate over the pen selection. Yeah, I love pens. I just got another so, one. So who I will not be seeing this Christmas at the Christmas family party is my grandchildren. Because I have been asked not to come to the party, my wife and I. My son has taken the side of my leftist uh, daughter-in-law and her family that I may say something that would not be conducive to the time of year and the spirit of Christmas if I w- were to be there. Well, I'm trying to uh, actually ho- hold back my fury because I don't want to make you feel worse. Yes. So, um, unfortunately, it is what it is. And uh, Do you I have any other be, children? Uh, I do. However, they will all be at the family. Oh, I see. Party as well. And, and, and have you spoken to them about the boycotting of you? Um, well, the other two are my daughters, and uh, one of them is left, and the other one is caught in the middle because she has really nowhere else to go and knows that uh, she does not want to be excluded. Oh, she's not married? Yeah, correct. And the other daughter is married? Yes. And she supports your your other daughter-in-law? She, is, daughter-in-law. she, is, a hard le- she is a hard left person, has been for years. So where are you going to be? Well, I'll be at home with my wife and uh, we'll maintain a positive mental attitude and um, How about friends? Yeah. Why, can well, you I'm relatively new to the area here, and uh-huh. my friends, since I've moved a couple of times, uh, I haven't had really time to establish close friends here, mm-hmm. where I am. Mm-hmm. But you maintain a positive attitude. That's you right. You must. To, That's correct. You, you try so I'm curious, can, can you see your grandchildren other times of the year? 
Um, occasionally, uh, I have six grandchildren. My eldest daughter, who is the hard leftist, has been for many years. I, I, I cannot see them. Uh, I only hear from her twice a year, and that's in Christmas if I'm invited, or perhaps during the year if there's something else going on. So I have no contact with them. And as for the children of my son, um, it has been reduced down to a very minimum now. Well, I'd like to give you a hug, and I wish you, Thank you. I wish you a Merry Christmas. As merry as you can make it, and you should make it merry. You need to find kindred spirits to, to support you. Did you all hear that call? Do you understand the viciousness of, of so many leftists? There have always been scum in America. Right, left, center. Every society has bad people. But it, at least in the in post-World War II, we have not had such a movement of evil as we have on the left. It's evil what those children are doing to these parents. But of course, we don't need anything like the Ten Commandments, which says, honor your father and mother. And for those who don't know the Hebrew, it actually has, even if you differ politically. I'm kidding, but uh, that is, of course, the point. Wow. Do any conservative children not invite left-wing parents? What would you say the ratio is of left-wing children who don't invite right-wing parents to right-wing children who don't invite left-wing parents to their Christmas? Would you say it's a thousand to one? I would say it's probably a thousand to one. I've never even heard of the other example. There's so much to be learned from that fact. Maybe I should, maybe that's what my column should be. I didn't write my column yet. It's due in five hours, in six hours. (laughs) But I I often get the, the topics from the show. Maybe I should do that. One of the things to be learned from this is the need for commandments from God. Because otherwise you're, you're your own God and you, you decide when to honor your parents. They, they voted for Trump. They are unworthy of seeing their grandchildren. Lest, they, lest he say something that is not in the spirit of the, of the year. Whoa, that's, that's a new one. I see. These are wimps. Every leftist is a wimp. They can't handle it. That's what it's about. We can handle their views. It doesn't shatter us. You uh, You think girls' breasts should be chopped off by surgeons because they think they're boys? We think it's evil, but you're allowed to say it at our dinner. Hey, everybody, Dennis Prager here. So my question is, who's going to be missing, or will you be missing, from Christmas dinner because of politics? Began with 
a man in Vegas who whose son, because he's married to a left-wing woman, which is not redundant, but is common, is uh, not invited to see the grandchildren. As I said to him, I, I have to contain my fury. I, I, I don't want to make his... Uh, his what's the word status is his mood I don't want to make it worse but I I, look I can't keep it back I actually hate the boy (laughs) I don't want him to hate his boy it's his boy I hate him I hate the daughter-in-law there was a time when daughters-in-law worked hard actually to help mend their husband's relations with their parents that was in the bad old days when people took religion seriously and a far healthier place than the sick, disgusting place the left has created. Can you think of a more vile thing than not allowing a parent to see grandchildren? Especially because of politics? I mean, short of murder, it's hard to, it's hard to imagine. But as the serpent said in the Garden of Eden, you eat from the tree, Eve, and you will be like God. You will know right and wrong. God will not be the one who knows right and wrong. You'll know right and wrong. That's what they did. They've, They've eaten from the tree and they think that they know right and wrong. You don't know a parent a damn thing unless you feel like it. Because feelings are everything. Wow. Okay, let's see here. Well, Valparaiso, Indiana. Jerry, hello. I guess, Dennis, thank you for taking my call. You know what? You are the voice of calm to all the chaos out there, so I really appreciate listening to you. Thank you. Hey, listen, uh, my brother and I have always had our differences politically, but we've always respected our differences. But it all came to a head um, when the vaccine rollouts came out. And I said, I'm going to wait. I'm not going to I'm not going to participate. And he got all mad saying that you need to believe in the science, the science, the science, the science. I said, I believe in God and the science will prove that God does exist. And he just just would not have anything to do with me because he and his wife, my, uh, because I'm not vaccinated. They think I'm the scourge that I'm going to spread it. And say, so you just wait, you will have been lied to. And sure enough, you know, yeah, they were lied to, but l- let me just say, I wish you would have said, Oh, I do believe in science. I don't believe in every scientist. You, my brother believe in scientists. I believe in science. Saying you believe in God only reinforced his belief that if you believe in God, you don't believe in science. Yes. So, yes. but look, I do this for a living, so I don't expect you to have the, 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 the spot-on answer every time. So, But if it should ever arise, or even now, you should all do that. If you're ever told, and this is not, it's not a cute answer, it's the 100% honest answer. Who doesn't believe in science? I don't know a single religious person who doesn't believe in science. It's absurd. 
Do they, do they not have uh, bypass surgery if they need it? I mean, please. The, the, it's an absurdity that religious people don't believe in science. We don't believe that every scientist believes in science. You, who graduated college and are taught that you determine science by a vote of scientists, that's what you believe, which is completely unscientific. The consensus, like on global warming, yes, the consensus of sheep. Scientists are as much sheep as any as, as uh, college professors and deans and presidents of colleges and New York Times reporters. It's the herd, it's sheep. You believe what the Prime Minister of New Zealand said. If you do not hear it from the government, it is not true. That's what they believe, not in science. And while we are playing, the candles are burning low. One for each night they shine a sweet light to remind us of days long ago. One for each night I have a suspicion a that in her life, Miranda Devine has never been introduced with this music. I don't think that's a gamble. Would you say, uh, Miranda, would you say that that is accurate? Dennis, that is absolutely accurate, but I love it first time for everything. <laughs> well, let me say this. I'm Jewish, and I think you love it more than I do. <laughs> Well, I, I'm I'm just debating whether or not to go and see Fiddler on the Roof because it's in Yiddish, so I'm not quite sure. Oh, that's right. That you're yeah. right. They're doing that in in New York in Yiddish. That's right. Yes. Well, yes. the the uh, that's an interesting. I hear it's a great performance, but I don't know Yiddish either. I know Hebrew, and uh, so I don't know if I would go. Although the songs are great. And I know the plot so well. So, wait, is there any subtitles? No. I mean, it's a live performance. Well, some, no, no, but at opera, it's a live performance, and they have... that's true. They have... Yeah, I uh, suppose, but it sort of takes a bit of a pleasure uh out of seeing a live performance, doesn't it, if your eyes are just focused on the words. But, uh, look, I know the story, as you say. I've seen the movie. Um, Yeah, could work. Right. Well, after this, know. maybe maybe you'll you. see Macbeth in Yiddish. <laughs> there you go. You'll, you'll have <laughs> all these plays well, that you know. <laughs> Mel Gibson did um, his, what was it, his Jesus Christ? All uh, right, in Aramaic. Aramaic. Exactly. Yeah. And nobody knows yeah. that. that was, it's a very, that well, a almost no. Yeah. Ironically, the woman who cuts my hair... <laughs> knows aramaic <laughs> it's a very strange little oh, yeah wow. she she's um she uh, what is the christian group in in the middle east that speaks aramaic anyway she does anyway miranda divine it is a delight to have you on and uh merry christmas to you and uh thank, thank you for you. coming out I, I have a question to all conservatives who live in new york uh <clears throat> it, it, it seems to me, so people say the same thing to me in L.A., but there's there's a big difference, and I'll say it in a moment, but aren't you lonely? <laughs> well, funnily enough, no, because, you know, it's a big city, and so there are conservatives here, and we 
band together and um, hang out together and um, I guess we're allied against a common foe and so and we know we're on the right side because the city is falling down around our ears because of the democrat rule so um i guess we sort of bask in a bit of um virtue okay so you have you for for good reason by the way let me just tell everybody in case they don't know you're a columnist for the new york post your columns are mandatory reading her latest book is Laptop from Hell, Hunter Biden, Big Tech, and the Dirty Secrets the President Tried to Hide. So I want to talk to you about that, and I want to talk to you about uh, what's coming out uh, from Twitter, the revelations that are coming out of there. So what is the average informed conservative not aware of because the the liberals are completely oblivious to the laptop issue or is that an incorrect statement so i'll begin with that question does anybody left of center know what what went on with the uh, biden laptop well they were gaslit before the 2020 election uh lied to by five former CIA directors and acting directors, 51 former intelligence officials who said that it was Russian disinformation. It was a, had all the earmarks of a Russian information uh, operation um, and et cetera. So they just besmirched our reporting and Twitter and Facebook censored the story, said it was hacked material and so on. So liberals who I've talked to just dismissed the story out of hand. They just uh, thought ill of the New York Post for publishing it. Then 19 months later, when it became impossible to continue to ignore the laptop, so many revelations coming out. Uh, Hunter Biden himself is under investigation from the US attorney in Delaware. And the New York Times decided it needed to get out ahead of the story so that its its readers didn't accuse it, accuse it rightly of uh, keeping them in the dark. So uh, they published a story in which it was sort of buried on page 17 or something of B1. And uh, in the 24th paragraph was a mention of the laptop and saying that they'd authenticated emails on it, seemed like it was real. And this was kind of a bombshell that landed in left-wing media land. And suddenly the Washington Post and NBC and CBS and everybody's catching up. Um, But they all had a little boilerplate paragraph, which they still have um, now nine months later, um, which says that Joe Biden, there's no evidence that he knew anything about this. And that's the whole point. That was what our story was about. That's, That's what the laptop is about. That's the whole import of it. It's not just about some sad 50 year old crackhead son of a vice president. It's about Joe Biden's complicity, his involvement, his um, his knowledge of Hunter Biden and also Joe Biden's brother, Jim Biden, Hunter's uncle, their influence peddling operation that Joe Biden had been running out of Delaware to, to great effect uh, for 40 years as a senator um, and which he internationalised and industrialised when he was vice president. And there was millions of dollars coming in from China and Russia and Ukraine and Kazakhstan and Romania and you name it into Biden family coffers. And the story is about 
Joe Biden. And that's what the Republicans will be doing next year when they open investigations into the laptop saga. It's about Joe Biden and corruption at the highest level and whether or not those millions of dollars have have compromised him when it comes to particularly our greatest adversary, China. Are you familiar, and, and if you are, do I have it right, the New York Times last week described the laptop as having been stolen? Yes, yes. Now, that's a very interesting pickup of yours because, again, it was just a little subtle... Uh, so that's a lie, of, isn't it? It's a lie. It wasn't stolen. But the stolen laptop story, this new narrative that's been crafted by... Hunter Biden's uh, sugar daddy, the entertainment lawyer who funded $2.8 million of his back taxes very generously, um, and uh, who's now aligned with a guy called David Brock, you might remember um, from Media Matters, worked for Hillary Clinton. Yeah, I remember him well. He he theoretically started as a conservative. Yes, and he's now apostate, and he's now, uh, you know, doing whatever he can to destroy conservatives and uh, on behalf of the Democrats. So he has this dark money group um, called Facts Matter, and their, their aim is to destroy anybody trying to bring out the truth about Joe Biden's corruption. And so they're doing oppo research on the uh, James Comer and Jim Jordan, the Republicans who are going to be running the committees investigating the Hunter Biden laptop. Uh, and uh, one of the, the crazy narratives that Kevin Morris keeps trying to tell me is the truth um, is, and, to, and, he, and they also go and they tell the New York Times, obviously it's worked with the New York Times, is that the laptop was stolen, that it was, there's some crazy conspiracy theory he has that Hunter Biden, he left, he's lost at least three laptops that we know of. There's the one that we had hold of or that Rudy Giuliani... But there isn't a shred of evidence that it was stolen. There's not a shred of evidence, but they're making it up. They're saying that one of the laptops Hunter Biden left behind with his shrink, they're accusing the shrink of um, selling it or giving it away to Roger Stone and, you know, there's all these nefarious... It's just garbage. There's We have a complete chain of custody from Hunter Biden... Uh, dropping the laptop off in April of 2019 at John Paul MacIsaac's computer repair shop around the corner from his house and John Paul MacIsaac giving it to the FBI in December of 2019. There's receipts, there's Hunter Biden's signature, there's a subpoena from the FBI. I mean, there's just... Their story doesn't hang together, but the New York Times, again, is so willing to accept these lies and then regurgitate it. And I think we saw the embryo in those two words, stolen laptop, of that narrative taking hold in the New York Times. And I think you'll see next year when the Republicans uh, start doing their inquiries, you'll have a ready-made defensive um, series of dirt files that'll come out in the New York Times and the Washington Post, CNN, etc., um, which will be attacking the Republicans, attacking For the using a stolen, a stolen laptop. Back in a moment with Miranda Devine of the New York Post, her book, Laptop from Hell. My guest is Miranda Devine of the, of the New York Post. 
latest book, Laptop from Hell. So it's not possible to answer this question definitively, Miranda, but your best hunch is if everything had come out, had the had the New York Times and the rest of the left-wing press not suppressed it, do you think it would have changed the election in 2020? Well, all I can go by, Dennis, is the polls. And the Media Research Centre has done a series of polls which show that, yes, it would have made a difference, that uh, Biden voters... Uh, said that if they had known about the corruption um, that we revealed from the laptop, that they would have changed their vote. I think it was something like 15% or 10% of them. Uh, and it was enough, um, you know, in, a, in an election that was decided by 45,000 votes in three battleground states, that would have been enough. That's what I think. Mm. Yeah, it, it's... It's very painful, this whole subject, because the preoccupation with the character flaws of of Donald Trump, my, my own position is that they pale in comparison to Joe Biden and, mm. and, and what he did to enrich himself and his family while in public office in the United States. Did you see the latest uh, series of lies? I mean, also, you know, the... the, yeah. the the Washington Post, I think, what did they show, 2,500 or 25,000, I don't remember the crazy number, of Trump lies, but they, they too yes. pale in comparison to Joe Biden. Well, the Washington Post stopped doing their presidential lie tracker the minute that Joe Biden got into office. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, fascinating. Yes. And, you know, the, the, the thing about Donald Trump was that He's up front. You know, he, he uses hyperbole. He's a New York guy. Um, everyone who knows, everyone knows who's not pretending they don't understand knows the way he talks, you know, and big noting himself, etc. But it's a completely different category from the pathological lies that you get from a deeply dishonest man who is Joe Biden. I mean, he's been caught plagiarizing. He lies about everything all the time. Tell people um, about he, the lie about how his the tragedy of his family's uh, car crash. Oh, well, I mean, that's just so awful. You know, no one takes away from him the fact that there was a great tragedy in his early marriage to his first wife. She was uh, killed in a car crash and uh, Hunter Biden and his older brother, Bo Biden, were badly injured. They were aged two and three. So that is a tragedy. But Joe Biden has milked it for all it's worth. I still don't see there's a photograph he has um, uses in all his campaigns of him being sworn in at the bedside of his injured little boys, um, he could have done that outside. Well, I, I'm referring to, didn't he blame the other driver? Oh, yes. So the car crash was his wife had pulled out into an intersection and was T-boned by a big truck, I think, carrying logs. The truck driver was tested at the scene. He had not been drinking. He was completely blameless. He was very shaken. Uh, and so Joe Biden then, in the subsequent years, started telling the story that he was drunk. And right. then as the years went by, he embellished it and yep. embellished it. I just want people finally. to understand he ruined this man's life by lying about him uh, when it was not his fault, but he, but Biden, who who I believe has has no conscience, I truly believe that. No, and, no. and 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 just kept saying this man was a drunken driver. 
yes. And it took uh, the, the after the man died for his daughters to come forward and beg Joe Biden to stop doing it. And I think threaten legal action. That that shut him up finally. Yeah. What's the latest one about his, uh, what, his brother getting a, p- a purple heart or something? Are you familiar with that? Yeah, he, he, he claimed the other day that he gave his Uncle Frank a purple heart from the Korean War, I think. Now, his Uncle Frank never got a purple heart. His Uncle Frank was dead before he became vice president. So was his father, who he claimed. Now, I just want to wait, wait, forgive me, Miranda. I just want to emphasize here, the, 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 the lies are so grandiose as to as to beggar the, the 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 imagination of the listener. He claimed that this man was given a purple heart, but or, or whatever. Or I think that was the award, and and, yeah. and it was asked for. But he was already dead. The, 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 that's yeah. a, yes, just just for the and, just, and, right, not posthumously. You know, it was not a posthumous medal. No, but lest people, which people are doing, they excuse Joe Biden because they say, oh, well, you know, he's getting old. He's, the he's Washington getting... Post used the word incorrect, not it, lie. It, exactly. But this is a pattern of his entire life. I mean, he, back when he was in the 80s, when he was running for president, and his whole uh, campaign was derailed by the, by the plagiarism. He was poking people in the chest and lying to them and saying on camera that he was top of his class and he won two scholarships and, uh, you know, all, all this, you know, I'll, I'll put my IQ up against yours. He was like bottom of the class or close to the bottom. He never got these scholarships he lied about. The man has been lying and telling tall tales his entire life. This is just as natural to him as breathing. And perhaps now that he's older, he's not quite as good at covering it up. Yeah, well, of course, the the worst part is the press. Yeah. That, that, that's, the, that's the frightening part, and that, that people don't know what's happened here. Miranda, it's always a joy to have you, like everybody to know about her important book, Laptop from Hell, and read you regularly in the New York Post. Merry Christmas to you, Miranda. You too, Dennis. Thanks so much. Thank you. Be well. The Dennis Prager Show. Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager here. I spent the middle hour talking about people who will be having Christmas dinner, but not with their family because their kids won't allow them to see the grandkids because the parents are Republican or voted for Trump or conservative or Christian or what have you. If that is not dispositive about the meanness that leftism creates, then nothing will be. We don't have a mirror image on the right. Conservative kids who won't go to their parents for Christmas, who won't let the parents see the grandchildren because the grandparents are voted for Biden. And there's much less moral justification for Joe Biden than for Donald Trump. Donald Trump is a good man compared to Joe Biden. And... Uh, that's, that's if you care t- to look at reality. The damage Joe Biden has done to this country, 
There was no damage done by Donald Trump to this country. What was the damage done? Damage done to the left, but what damage was done to the country? Did we have open borders? Do you really believe tens of millions of people coming into America is a good thing for America? Do you believe that cutting off our independent sources of energy and depending on Saudi Arabia or Venezuela for oil is a good thing, or Russia for that matter, at least the Europeans depending on Russia, when they could have been getting oil from us? <sighs> wow. And then I read to you about the, uh, the college students. Listen to this. A majority of students identify as LGBTQ at three out of the 159 campuses, 51% at Oberlin, 61% at Wellesley, 70% at Smith. Out of the three liberal arts colleges, the latter two are notable for women, notably for women only. Yes. That's uh, the, the power of the environment to uh, affect especially female sexuality. What is the percentage of, of high school girls and even some elementary or middle school girls who say they're boys? Much higher than boys who say they're girls. The damage the left has done to females is beyond belief, including heterosexual females. You don't need a man. Nah. You don't need a family. Nah. All right, everybody. I'm going to see you tomorrow. I want to remind you a beautiful gift for Christmas or Hanukkah is the beautifully printed The Rational Bible, my attempt to explain the most important books ever written. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.